It's No Fluff Friday, the day I give you a straightforward, do it right now tip or task that can impact your motherhood, your marriage, or your home maintenance. And today we are tackling the junk drawer, but just one of them. And I'm going to be super bossy with telling you just to do one drawer because I know what will happen. It happens to me. I think I'm going to tackle all of the junk drawers and I pull out everything. I get distracted or life happens. I get busy and I have everything sprawled out all over the kitchen counters and it makes even bigger mess than what I originally started with. So we are going to focus on just one junk drawer. And I can think of a junk drawer that I'm going to do today myself. It's going to be the drawer directly underneath my coffee pot that I've decluttered several times, but because I don't have any organizational bins or tools in place and some other steps that I'm going to share with you, I don't want to jump right into it yet. But because I haven't re-identified what that drawer is used for and given it a different purpose, it keeps turning into the junk drawer. So let's dive right in and I'm going to give you five easy steps to declutter your junk drawer. And you can apply these steps to anything that you're decluttering, but we're going to walk through your junk drawer. If you want to pause this and watch it or listen to it, at the time when you can declutter your junk drawer, it might be really helpful to play this as you're decluttering your drawer if you need that guidance to help you along the way. All right, here we go. Step number one, before you even touch the drawer, I want you to think about how you use this drawer on a regular basis right now. How are you currently using it? Because how you're using it is your established habit habit for that drawer. You have to decide if you want to keep your current habit or if you want to make changes and re-identify the purpose of that particular drawer. This step is very, very important because if you don't re-identify the drawer's purpose, it will continue being used as a junk drawer, no matter what kind of organizational system you create in it. Most people just want to focus on the decluttering of all the things in a space and getting everything perfectly organized. But what happens is that old habits creep back in and you will end up with an unorganized mess again in no time. That's why this is the most important step towards becoming organized. You have to properly identify the purpose for each space and area before you ever lay your hands on the items. Without a clear and identified purpose, stuff will start to collect in that area of your home and you just won't have you won't achieve the goal that you had set out in the first place. All of your organization and decluttering will be a wash because you haven't probably identified the purpose and use of that space. I know it's probably like, oh my gosh, like for me, that would be like an aha moment. Like that would be the first step is to re-identify the purpose of the junk drawer. Step number two is to clear everything out of the drawer in one swoop. If you can pull out the drawer all the way, it's better because you can just dump all of the 
all the contents out. I recommend grabbing a basket. I like to use my long my laundry basket for this purpose. Dumping because here's why. It's my laundry basket. I need to eventually clean out the laundry basket so I can use the laundry basket for my laundry. So that's why I like to use my laundry basket. So dumping the drawer into a basket is going to get all the contents out really, really quickly. Don't worry about sorting through these items right now. It's going to have the most dramatic and satisfying effect if you dump everything out into a basket right away, just one swoop everything. I love using this basket method to declutter because it clears a space really quickly. There's something so satisfying with seeing a bare space and I'm less eager to want to fill it back up when it's completely bare. I almost am just hesitant to, I don't know, to put things back because I just want to keep that bare space that normally isn't there. Whenever I do this for my decluttering clients, I'm like secretly and internally pleading with them, not out loud, of course, but secretly pleading with them not to fill their spaces back up. I'm like, please just let it be bare. (laughs) I know it probably makes them feel uncomfortable at first to leave drawers completely empty, but I don't see the need to fill drawers just because you have them. I'm sure things collect in them after I leave, but that's okay. They they can do whatever they want to do after I leave. <laughs> um, I remember when I was trying to become a minimalist and downsizing my clothes, I had this nine drawer dresser. It was huge. And I would challenge myself to have three empty drawers at first. And then it evolved into two empty drawers, or um, six empty drawers, so like two levels of empty drawers, and then I eventually got to where I had all my things and three empty drawers. I did this before we moved into our RV, which was a converted bus, Um, and we did our bus tiny living lifestyle for um, a year and a half, and so I I knew that I, well, I started the process way before we even decided to do that, but it actually served me in the long run because I had to live this tiny lifestyle and not have enough room for all the things that was, that were collecting in all those extra drawers. Okay. All right. Let's move on to step number three. Step number three is to clean and sanitize the drawer. This is probably my second favorite step after dumping the drawer because I I'm able to completely clean it, unlike before I wasn't able to with all the things that were collected inside the drawer. I personally use a product called Thieves Household Cleaner to clean everything in my home. It's a non-toxic and safe cleaner that people say that smells like Christmas. It has clove and cinnamon bark in it. Um, It smells like Christmas on its own, but I like to jazz it up for the season using my own essential oil combinations. If you're interested in learning more about the cleaner that I use and trying it out for yourself, you can use my affiliate link to purchase your own bottle. And once I get a notification of your purchase, I'll also send you one of my favorite glass spray bottles that you can use to mix up your own cleaner in your house. It's really pretty clear glass and um, I, I feel so luxurious when I use this cleaner. Step number four is going to be the hardest step for some people. This is the time you are going to have to sort through 
the basket of contents that you dumped out of the drawer. This is the hardest part because it's going to take some thought and it's going to require you to make decisions. So first of all, I'm going to give you permission to do two things before you touch the basket of stuff. You can A, walk your basket straight over to your trash can and dump it all out. (laughs) Most people don't do that because if they've collected things, they're like, what's in that basket? I might need something in that basket and they're afraid to do that. Or you can do what most people do, which is B, dump everything out onto a cleared off surface. You definitely need to start with a cleared off surface. I've talked about this in my clear surfaces podcast episode before. You need to dump everything out onto a completely cleared off surface like your kitchen table and sort through each item one at a time. You're gonna have to touch each item. Now, if you choose to do the latter, which is B, dump everything out on a clear surface. This is what I recommend doing. Once you've dumped the basket out, set the basket aside to collect all your trash items. Trash items. The basket, like the laundry basket or the cute little basket that you use, is going to collect all your trash items. You need to grab either a trash bag or a grocery bag to collect all the donation items, which shouldn't be many since this is a junk drawer and no one is going to want your junk. But if you do find some some items of value, place them in your donation bag. Then you're going to leave everything you want to keep on the table. Okay, so those are the three piles that you're going to create. You're going to put your trash in your basket, like your laundry basket or the basket that you're using. You're going to put your donation items in a trash bag or a grocery bag because that can just be tied up and taken right to your car because you're using the laundry basket for your trash because that can just easily be dumped in your kitchen trash can. And you want to do that because you want to reuse your laundry basket later on. And then everything that you're going to keep is going to stay on your kitchen table for the time being. So with all of the drawer items, the junk drawer items laid out flat, I recommend quickly scanning the table and pulling out all of the trash items first. Just scan it over and see, just like kind of like an Easter egg hunt, just pick out what's trash. This is going to be easier for you and it's going to immediately make a difference in the number of items that you have left to sort through. If you get the trash out of the way, then it's easy to see what you have left. The next thing I want you to do is to quickly group like items, things that are alike. So if you have tools that have collected in your junk drawer, if you have pens and keys and papers like mail or Sometimes kids will bring home um, school papers or papers from church. I want you to group those items together. And then after you group them together, I want you to weed through those different groupings or different piles. Don't think too much about the items you're keeping right now. Just make quick decisions and don't leave the table to go put items away where you think they're supposed to go. A lot of people will start... Um, finding items that they know 
it has a home. They've already designated a home for it somewhere else in their house. And they'll start walking around returning these items. And it's just exhausting to do that. You don't do that at first. You want to thoroughly go through all of the items from your junk drawer first, and then we can start sorting. It's very, very important for you to stay focused on just one step at a time. The entire the entire process is really important for you to achieve a lasting change in your space. And that's what you that's what you ultimately want. You don't want to revert to old habits. And staying focused on one step at a time, it will also keep you from getting distracted and it'll help you complete the task all the way. Now that you have your three piles, you have your trash, your treasure, and your transfer. The trash pile is going to be in the laundry basket. The treasure pile is what you treasure, what you want to keep, and your transfer pile is going to be your donation pile. You're going to dump your basket, your trash basket, into the trash can. Go ahead and take care of the trash. The trash is the easiest thing to do. And then you're going to use that same basket to gather up all of the items you want to go into your new drawer. All right, see how we did that? We used the same basket to um, for different purposes. You need to give that drawer a new name instead of junk drawer, the junk drawer. All right, so remember in step number one, we've already re-identified it. Some names, some name ideas that you might want to consider, it might, might be the school drawer. We have a school drawer at our house because we homeschool, but a school drawer can be for non-homeschooling families as well. It could be a place where you keep extra pins, you keep um, a stapler, a hole puncher, items like that. It might be an office drawer. A lot of people don't have an extra office room or extra bedroom in their home and they need a place for office supplies. So you might call that the office drawer or you might have a hobby drawer where you do, I don't know, flower arranging arrangements and um, scrapbooking or I don't know what hobbies people have nowadays, but um, you could also have a stationary drawer where you keep pens and pencils and which is a lot like a school drawer, but it's whatever you decide to call your drawer. That's the theme that you need to base your organization on. You need to give it a new name and you need to start calling it by that name with your family members. Because if you continue to call it the junk drawer, then what's going to happen? Junk is going to collect in the junk drawer. Step number five has two parts. You're going to place the items in the drawer in an organized fashion And you're going to give the other items that don't belong in the drawer a new home somewhere else in your house. Now, I do understand that not everyone is great at organizing. I hear this from a lot of customers or clients and um, people who follow me and follow my tips. They say, I'm just not great at organizing. I get it. I see organizing as a form of art, and some people are just not not artistic in this way. So if you struggle with this step, I recommend going to Pinterest and searching for drawers based on your theme and mimicking the look of those drawers. You can type in hobby drawer school drawer, office drawer, stationary drawer, and get lots of ideas of people 
who have posted pictures of what they do in their drawer and just copy exactly what they do. Okay, notice how I didn't advise you to purchase organizational containers before you decluttered. This is what um, a lot of other professional organizers will advise to do first. They'll, they'll advise you to measure your drawer and buy the organizational containers. You can do this, but it's not what I do for my own organizing clients. I, I always help clients to identify the purpose of their space first. Then I have them declutter their space and then we see what containers we can find already in their homes to use or what containers we need to purchase to help them achieve their goals. Containers are great for establishing and reinforcing habits, but in my opinion, they shouldn't be purchased first because you, you really don't know what you need until you know what you need. So when containers are purchased first, clients will try to base their organization on what containers they already purchased instead of basing their containers on what they actually need. Sometimes storage containers end up creating more clutter in themselves. Sometimes clients will hold on to unnecessary items just because they have a container to store those items in. Of course, you can choose to do the opposite if you want, but this is just my opinion based on my experience from organizing with my in-person clients. So before you purchase anything, we're gonna do the after purchase you know, strategy. Before you purchase anything, I want you to walk around your home and see what kind of organizational bins or tools you already have on hand. If you decide to purchase some bins for your drawer instead of using what you have in your house already, and it bugs you to just place items back in the drawer haphazardly, you know, for right now, then I want you to temporarily group your items in Ziploc bags or Tupperware containers that you already have in your house. It, this is just a temporary solution. It doesn't have to stay like this. And so once you group those items together in your Ziploc bags or your Tupperware containers, I want you to assess the number of bags or containers that you created. And I want you to measure the inside of your drawer, the width, the depth, and the height, and purchase the containers that are ideal for your needs. So once you've assessed what is actually going to go back in your drawer and you create your little baggies, then buy your containers. Types of containers that I have purchased and I have used in the past have been silverware dividers or a set of stationary dividers that you can find at the dollar store. They come in little baskets that go inside your drawer really you know, really nicely. Um, or I've even found them at Hobby Lobby. Um, Hobby Lobby is great for, you know, um, having organizational baskets in stock. Once you have those baskets and arrange them in your drawer, you can easily add in those items that you set aside to go back into that drawer. All right. And so that's it. You now no longer have a cluttered junk drawer. And you've possibly identified it as a completely new drawer altogether. Now, let me just add a little disclosure. It is completely okay if you want 
that that drawer to remain a junk drawer. <laughs> did I really just say that? <laughs> did I really just say that it's okay to have a junk drawer? Yes, I did. <laughs> because here is the thing. If if it's your goal to have a drawer that collects random things and you want to purge it every once in a while, then that's okay. That's your lifestyle. There are no rules to organization and decluttering. You make your own rules. You decide what works best for you. However, if the junk drawer causes you a lot of stress and it doesn't fit your lifestyle and the goals that you want for your house and for you know your organizational needs in your house, then I recommend retiring your junk drawer mentality and opting for a purposefully organized drawer. All right, so you decide if you wanna keep the junk drawer or if you want to retire the junk drawer, no longer have a junk drawer, and get it organized to where it never goes back to that junk drawer. And I truly believe that when you follow these five steps, that you're gonna be able to achieve that. So let's recap what those steps are. Number one, step number one, identify the drawer's new purpose and give it a new name. Step number two, clear everything out in one swoop if you can. Step number three, wipe down the drawer completely to get it clean. Step number four, sort your items into three piles, trash, treasure, transfer. And step number five, return the items to the drawer in an organized fashion and rehome the rest of the items throughout your house. Now, if you're listening on the day this podcast episode aired and you want to see this whole process in action, I am going to be decluttering my own junk drawer and sharing the process in my social media stories on Instagram or Facebook. But if you are listening later, you can find the replay in the show notes on my blog at habitsandhome.com slash 013. If you declutter your own junk drawer, I really, really want to see your results. Uh, And I may even feature them on the blog. So you can email me your before and after pictures to hello at habitsandhome.com. If you loved this kind of coaching and you're ready for more, you can head on over to habitsandhome.com slash organize and check out the coaching services that I offer. Not everyone needs a coach to walk them through the decluttering process, but some people find it helpful to have some kind of accountability. I get it. It's it's great to have somebody for you to check into to check off that you've actually done the task that you've set out to do. I I know that I personally can get super distracted and so setting a time aside and putting some money down, you know, you got to put some money down, you got to make an investment or you're not going to take it seriously and it's not going to have the lasting effect that you want. When you do that, you're going to more likely follow through all the way and get the results that you want. Now it's time for you to declutter your own junk drawer. Okay, don't procrastinate it. Do it right now and reap the rewards of accomplishing this simple task. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm sure 
that once you declutter this one simple little area, it's going to inspire you to tackle other areas in your home. All right, friends, make sure that you tune in next week for a special guest episode. And of course, every Friday, a new No Fluff Friday will be here for you. And I'll see you then right here on the Habits and Home Show. Bye.